Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Local Youth Worker. This is episode number 405. In just a little bit, I will be talking to Chris, Tree, and Luke. Um, before I get to that, um, I just want to say up front, you might be able to tell that the audio is a little different uh, in this episode. Um, as we are recording in Colorado, uh, we don't have all the regular equipment that we have, and so we'll actually make mention of the tiny little microphones that we uh, traveled with. Um, they, I think, pick up our voices pretty well, but uh, some of the audio uh, is just a little different. So anyway, just kind of giving you a heads up there. The uh, sound volumes and all that might just be a little different as you're listening to it, so that's just kind of preparing you a little bit. Um, the hope is that um, we will be able to continue to get some episodes to you throughout the summer. As you know, we took a couple weeks off, um, but we'll have this week, and then I hope in the next couple of weeks uh, we'll have some content for you. Uh, in this episode, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the behind the scenes of Colorado and the elective classes, uh, which I found interesting to hear um, from some of the guys teaching. And then next week, I'll be able to sit down with Linda Oliver in Florida and uh, talk about chat GPT, uh, as well as some other things related to social media that I hope are helpful. Hopefully we'll continue to get back to our regular schedule of uh, airing these on Mondays. Uh, if not, I'll try to keep you posted. Uh, for now, here's my conversation with Chris, Tree, and Luke. I'm here with Chris Island. Trutriola. Luke Mitwitty. All right, so those who tune in know Chris Hollins in Arizona. Tree Triolo is in Texas. Uh, Luke has not been in, been on before. Um, Luke, why don't you tell everybody where you're from, where you're serving, all that kind of stuff. Sure. I am a longtime listener of the podcast. I'm honored to be invited on. I'm from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, my church is First Presbyterian Church. Of Ocean Springs, I've been there for coming up on eleven years. Man, that's awesome! Eleven years. Um, I think I should tell our listeners too. We're holding microphones that are about the size of what would y'all compare this to? What What is this? The tip of Bob Barker's microphone. Oh man, that's a good description. So if everyone, yeah, the price is right. Anybody just go look up an image of Bob Barker. That's a good. I mean, these are tiny little microphones. Um, we have no idea how the sound is going to be, um, but we just wanted to get something, uh, some content out to our listeners uh, because uh, where are we right now, Tree? Why don't you tell everybody where we are? We are in Estes Park, Colorado for our WAM Colorado conference. Yep, and there's a window right behind Tree with a pretty nice view. Um, I don't know about you guys. but And there's yeah. a mountain in the background. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, that was good. That was good, Trey. Um, but when I come here, it, there's mixed joy and sadness of this place is so beautiful and I'm only going to get to see it for one week. Um, but I just I love being here. And maybe, uh, Chris, maybe some highlights of just right now this week with students, anything that comes to mind when you think of uh, highlights this week so far. Yeah, you know, the the talk, it's Brian, right, is the main speaker. Yeah, that's Brian, right. He's killing it this week. Um, you know, last night we got in, we just get in our, our small group, gets in our car, and we drive around in the van. And uh, I think the, the talk last night hit me 
pretty hard because of the reality of the disciples seeing Jesus on the shore making breakfast for them. Um, I, th- I think it, it hit me in a, a, a spot where I was like, man, like, do I take my faith seriously? Like, so as serious as someone physically looking at Jesus in the face hmm. across the water and so much. So, I mean, I know that I long regularly to see, um, to see God. I long to experience him and just, and I, I long for his presence. Um, you know, and I got emotional a few weeks ago talking about that scene in the Prince of Egypt, you know, when he's, he sees the burning bush. I mean, everybody knows the story about mm-hmm. Moses, right? But I was like, man, I just long to be spoken to like that. Mm-hmm. I, I trust in the Lord. I have faith. I'm full of the spirit, but I still really long for that closeness. And I like, I feel emotionally like I really want to. And I think uh, last night's talk really woke that up in me again and it was like man i want to be like peter and see him on the coast i I think i would throw my shirt off or put my clothes back on whatever it was (laughs) the combination was and jump out and go see him you know and and i shared that with my small group my guys and and they felt the exact same way like we want to and it led this great conversation about okay guys with dad gummit let's be committed let's commit and they're like we don't have enough faith to commit this much and i'm like it's not you don't it's not a a correlation between the measure of faith versus if you're going to commit or not. It's if you simply have faith, are you willing to commit to doing things that enrich your relationship with God? Like, Dad, let's do it, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And they're all like, yeah, let's do it. How do we do this? And it just started this little discipleship group with a guys I don't get to see very often. And um, and they were engaged, and they're like, how how do we do this? And, how? and I was like, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be leaders and we got to figure this out. What are we going to read? What are we going to talk about? And I was just so thankful uh, just for that moment uh, with our group that the spirit moved in them and prodded them in, in that way to, yeah, I want to, I want to see Jesus too. And the way he's given us to see him right now is through his word. And we want to engage with that and um, we want to be faithful to it, but we know we can't do it ourselves. And I really appreciate Brian. He's killing it this week and mm-hmm. really killing it. That's encouraging to hear, um, for sure. I know we're going to take a break in just a second before we get into some other discussion. Trier Luke, anything you guys want to add from classes, conversations that you've had with students? Anything? Uh, well, I've got a, a far less spiritual highlight. Hey, please do. We're, we're open to any highlights. <laughs> so it's actually kind of funny. So uh, we've been coming to RWAM for, for, for a while. I've been to many, many RWAMs. We do a, a winter retreat with our students, uh, our senior high students, and we are always a bridesmaid, never a bride when it comes to the tournaments. Um, <laughs> and we have never won anything <laughs> at any RYM or any retreat we've ever been on. And there's this running we've joke. we rigged our, that, by the way. Yeah, that's. <laughs> there's a running joke in our, in our youth group that I'm going to make a plaque for whatever we win first. Um, and we won twice. This, Whoa, this we, we won the Nerds tournament and we won Gaga Ball. So, there you go. Uh, there's, there's some excitement in our group. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You're claiming nerds. That's yeah. how you know how bad it is. And it was an it was it was an intense game of nerds. When when the game was finished, she had to lie down on the floor because her heart rate was elevated. So, <laughs> so she had heart surgery, I think, last year. So like oh, she, she had to like lay down and like take her her heart rate. It was crazy. Well, that's a big moment again for your church that hadn't won anything. That's big. Anything, Luke? Yeah, know? a little bit of both of those things. Um, we've had some good conversations surrounding the speaker. He's been really clear, just presented the gospel clearly, which has been really neat. Um, last night's, I think, I think it's gotten better each night. Um, 
but just thinking about need and our need, and especially talking to guys, um, we the last thing we want to do is present the fact to others that we actually have needs. Um, and it's so antithetical to culture to be open with our brokenness and our, our weakness. So really, really great conversations about that and just an opportunity to dig deeper into the gospel of like, we never really graduate from the gospel. We just go deeper into it. Um, surrendering new and different parts of our lives to the gospel. Um, we likewise think I could count on one hand. We've been coming to RYM conferences for nearly 10 years. One hand, probably the times we've won a game in a tournament. <laughs> um, and we actually made it to the final in soccer, which was really exciting. Um, lost. We lost. Why are you mentioning? Um, <laughs> hey, it's the small victories. Little victories. Little, little victories victory. along the way. Little victories. Maybe next year. We, we'll be bringing back just about everybody if they all come. All the skills, just a year older, bigger, stronger. So um, we're... we're Eyes on on the future, hope in the future, um, and we always go up. Um, we haven't deviated from Trail Ridge Road, uh, and it never ceases to amaze both leaders and students as we get up into the mountains um, and and see all of that. And see, you always see elk and moose and things like that. Um, almost saw a guy get killed by an elk. He, oh got, he got about ten feet away from it. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> But um, so some excitement along the way, too. But yeah, um, just nice to see that the group coming together um, over foolishness and, and fun. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's an incredible week. Very full, um, just busy, exhausting. And you know, as we're recording this, I don't even know if in the background uh, the listeners could hear cheering. But there's a Mario Kart tournament going on in the assembly hall. We've actually taken over the uh, the band's green room. Um David Crutcher sitting here with us for anyone who knows uh, the the band that plays at RYM, um, which is another highlight of RYM mm-hmm. is the worship um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so look, in, in just a minute, we're going to talk about um, our elective classes. Uh, but first, let's take a, a quick break. Hey, we just want to remind all of our listeners that RYM has partnered with New Growth Press to produce a teen devotional entitled Social Media Pressure, Finding Peace Alongside Jesus. Uh, it is, I think, $16.99 on Amazon, but if you go to New Growth Press and use the code RYM30, you get 30% off. Um, so I want to encourage everyone to go to newgrowthpress.com, I believe, and uh, type in the code RYM30 for 30% off. This is a devotion uh, that we hope students and leaders can use together and uh, could be a good summer reading uh, for students. So be sure to check that out. All right, everybody, I'm back with Chris, Tree, and Luke. We're in Colorado. I'm enjoying our High School Colorado Conference. Um, the four of us are teaching an elective uh, this year at, at the conferences, and I thought it'd be interesting just to let our listeners know what we're teaching about, um, but then maybe even some questions we're getting from students, some um, maybe comments, anything that, that's kind of come up. Um, so my elective is entitled Finding a Friend. Um, hope in the midst of broken relationships. So talking about friendships and relationships, Chris. Uh, yeah, mine is painless evangelism. Just how to share the gospel in a painless way, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yes. And mine's entitled fine, not fine. And we're really taking a deep dive into looking at what anxiety and depression are. My elective is on Christianity. It's called living in a story. Uh, and basically the idea was presenting 
our faith not so much as a religion or a set of rules or whatever our perception might be about Christianity, but presenting it as a story um, that we're part of that we are not the author of. Yeah, one, one thing we were talking about just a little while ago is the negative, one of the negatives of teaching an elective is that you don't get to sit in on other people's electives. So just hearing what you guys are talking about, I wish I could sit there and learn from you guys and hear what you all are, are sharing. Um, just, you know, from, from the get-go, let's just maybe talk about some encouragements because um, I've taught an elective before as a youth worker on these uh, retreats it's exhausting um, because you're dealing with your group and then you're also getting up every morning and probably maybe modifying your talk a little bit and then and then uh um, that was joe deegan who just came in shout out to joe deegan um it's exhausting and so just curious how has your elective been received have you heard any positive feedback from students anything that's just been an encouragement to start off with anybody has it just been discouraging for all of you I want to encourage y'all because like, um, not John, um, <laughs> no, but Luke, like one of my leaders, you know, you met with, and I mean, he was telling me what y'all were talking about. I think your talk is, was so impactful for him and some of my students were taking a class and just, it meant the world to them. And I mean, even my leader started getting emotional telling me about y'all's conversation. Just, I think that's something big about our way too, that a lot of people don't realize that you don't get at a lot of conferences is you you can hear these speakers but they want to engage with you like afterwards like that value you know that value point is just so big mm -hmm. and to be able to connect with people and y'all do like arwim does such a great job of finding real youth leaders that teach week in week out and are just really good at that mm -hmm. and i'm just so thankful and the same with tree like his topic um hit some of my kids so many of my kids in a in a place where they started to actually talk about that stuff mm -hmm. and start to process it in a really healthy way and it was just really really healthy and um so i just really appreciate you know not john again but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's good and mine was painless evangelism it's just sharing the gospel with friends and just living for basically just living for christ and having a lifestyle that's like jesus is really and um but doing it in a way that's approachable and relatable and rational and simple and um it was really fun. Uh, it's really interesting to me. We were talking earlier, you know, there's a lot of kids that have friends that are Mormons and want to know how do I share the gospel with Mormons. I don't think I've really run into that a lot. I've shared with Mormons. We've had them to the house a number of times. But I, like as far as youth, I've never heard youth talk about Mormonism as much as I have this time, which was interesting. Uh, missionary dating was a really big topic, too. And uh, that that was a big dialogue. Um, you know, and in, in my I'm a. Just, just I'm just the practical, very practical person when it comes to ministry. And so this hit right up my alley, I think. Um, because I'm just I just want to discuss the practicals of everything. We started from a very theological position and just went into the into the weeds of the fall. And then Abraham's called, you know, God calls Abraham out and says, You're gonna be your 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 lineage is gonna be a light to the nations and be a blessing. Well, we're fulfilling that now every time we share the gospel to so that thing that happened thousands of years ago. Um, all the way to the practical side of, okay, you're in a conversation with somebody. How do you share the gospel with this person who um, is within the LGBT world? Like, how do you share the gospel with this person that's angry and hates Christians? How do you share the gospel? And it was just very practical Q&A and dialogue. And it was really fun. I danced a lot, <laughs> sang a lot. I, I heard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You're not judging me, really, yeah. 
I did. I, well, there's this one group that just would not. There, there's a frozen chosen man, and I was just like, "Hey, if y'all don't answer a question, I'm gonna start dancing." And I did like the moonwalk and some other nice. beat boy stuff. And Grizz, I can say I accidentally <laughs> sent some of my students to your class because I sent them to the wrong building, <laughs> but but they actually liked it so much that they stayed for the rest there of the day. There you go. <laughs> nice, nice. What about um some of the main points that you guys are trying to drive home through your electives a tree or luke do y'all have any just kind of main points you'd like to kind of share yeah uh so for our elective we the way i structured it was day one we're, we're just defining the terms so we really wanted to spend an extended time answering the question what is anxiety and what is depression uh, and i made it very clear that i'm not a doctor i'm not a you know psychiatrist i'm not a psychotherapist so like we're just trying to define it at a base level so that we can at least understand a little bit more about what they are and maybe some symptoms and causes. Uh, and then day two, we actually spent uh, time looking at some scriptures uh, at, at how the Bible describes anxiety and depression. And then we actually did uh, like a quick case study on some individuals in the Bible that, that struggled with those. So we looked at mm-hmm. Saul, we looked at uh, Martha, uh, we looked at Paul and Job. And um, yeah, and that was, that was really fun and really interesting. Uh, day three didn't really happen. Uh, <laughs> I ended up going to the hospital with a student, but to, today's uh, uh, session three was supposed to be a uh, how do we live with anxiety and depression, uh, and also how do we live with uh, with others who suffer from those things. So we were actually going to have six different scenarios, and I was going to have some students act out uh, some interactions, and then we were going to take some time after each one of those interactions to not, not necessarily critique it, but to say, okay, so what what did this person say that wasn't helpful? this person or, or what did, what did you notice about this person who was trying uh, to explain how they felt and mm-hmm. and maybe you struggled with it and then the last one was actually this completely normal interaction and I, I was really looking forward to asking like okay what did y'all see from that um, and, th- and the point with that was like sometimes you, you you can never even tell if your friends are suffering with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah we, we were gonna kind of unpack and, and just give some general pointers of, of you know things that you can do if you suffer from these things. So just general things like just making sure you get good sleep mm-hmm. and exercise and, you know, a better diet and breathing exercises and all that. Um, so yeah, we, it was a great, great seminar. I really enjoyed teaching it. You know, I'm going to throw Joe Deegan on the bus. He gave me the topic that I read it the least <laughs> uh, <laughs> accidentally I'm, I'm hoping, uh, but it's actually been such a joy for me to teach this. So I would actually love to teach this again at some point. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Students had a lot of questions afterwards, had a lot of good conversations. Uh, a lot of students have approached me in the lunchroom just talking about the elective. So, and a lot of them actually came up today and they said, I'm, I'm so glad your students okay, but I really missed your seminar. And I really wanted to, to, go, to, to go to the, the third session. So that was, that was really encouraging and sweet. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And it's been uh, really cool for me because I actually did experience my first anxiety attack about a month ago. So like, um, it, it's, it's becoming a little bit more real to me. Um, so the Lord has taught me a lot over the past months, a uh, couple months of preparing for this, but it's been fun teaching it too. For my part, I was teaching on Christianity and um, the perception in culture and among students. Um, there's who knows. There's I, I did not do an exhaustive thing of how we perceive Christianity, but day one essentially, I wanted to convey what Christianity is not. Um, or not entirely. And so we, we looked at uh, seven different points, things from uh, 
um, it being just like an add-on. Um, some listeners might be familiar with like moralistic therapeutic deism and, and that kind of, it's part of your life, but Christianity serves you ultimately um, to, you know, Christianity being kind of an organization that is intermingled with power um, and various different things that it it is not entirely, uh, to good things too. Like um, it's not just, you know, a complex, complex web of beliefs. Um, we have beliefs, absolutely, but if that's all people perceive about Christianity, that's we're getting it wrong. Um, so we kind of just want to look at what it's not, or, or or but with with the idea of we need to own that if that's how people perceive it, that that's reality to them. Um, and so day two was going to get into okay, so what is Christianity actually? Uh, and this is not also exhaustive, but I have grown so much. In fact, I can remember. The first time it was presented to me, um, this idea of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, that we are part of a grander story of redemption. And so I wanted to present um, I wanted to present Christianity as a story that we're part of, one that we are not the author of, but one that we are intimately connected with the author. And so I just spent time on day two unpacking those things. And I kind of pointed out that so much of how we we undervalue our faith is because we just sit at you know redemption jesus died for my sin we might get to actually delving into the depths of our sin but we usually leave off the creation and the restoration chapters um and so the weight of 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 our faith in christianity is just a little bit lost because we don't know how god designed things and we don't know where it's going we just it's a fact Jesus dying on the cross and being resurrected is a fact. And so in day three today, we tried to, um, it was kind of theological, theological perhaps, just thinking about the story. So I wanted to try to make it as practical as possible um, and thinking if, if we're in a story, what does that mean for basic things, um, kind of some of these ultimate questions of identity, belonging, purpose, and hope. Um, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Where do I fit? And so just diving into some different scriptures to see um, in a world where we're trying to, we're looking high and low to define ourselves and figure out what we're supposed to be doing. We don't need to search for that. Like our life is an empty book. We have a book that tells us all of those things. Trusting it is another story, but um, I think understanding that we're part of that story and that's where we derive value, dignity, purpose, hope, um, is, is, it's been so helpful to me. Um, and I've learned so much of that from RYM elective. So I was happy to be able to, um, repackage it and, and hopefully encourage some other people along the way with that. Mm-hmm. Now this sounds great. And I hope those who, who are listening are, are just encouraged by what happens at these conferences. I mean, to hear what you guys are teaching on and to think of students getting to sit under your teaching and to, to learn from you guys, is just, yeah, a deep encouragement. Um, we are about to wrap this up, but I'm wondering quickly if each of us could share maybe one thing we learned as we started to teach this. You know, oftentimes when you're teaching on something, you know, what we need to hear what we're teaching on anyway, but the Lord often reveals things that maybe maybe we've thought about before, but maybe in a different perspective. But is there anything you guys that, that comes to mind? Tree's got one? Yeah. So during our first session, we we define the terms, but we also spent the second half of that defining what they aren't. Um, and I really tried to press home this idea that 
A lot of times we label things as anxiety and depression when they're clearly not and how that could actually be quite discouraging and offensive to somebody that's really struggling with those things. So, um, and we, we use some, some funny examples of how that plays out. So like when your sports team loses, you are not depressed, you're just angry, right? <laughs> uh, or, or when you have failed uh, a, a test that you didn't study for, like that's not anxiety, that's foolishness. Um, and uh, students actually really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think the more I've thought about that, the more I'm, I'm starting to catch myself to that because I, I often talk about stress uh, when, when it's really not stress. So it's really helped me to kind of catch myself and, and really teach myself this material um, just because you never know what people are struggling with around you and you never know how that, that lands with people. So like someone who's really deeply depressed hears somebody talking about depression over something stupid and they might think you don't even understand and you don't even know, and they don't even know how to talk about that with, with people. So uh, really helped me to, to think about the way I use those terms. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, very good. Chris or Luke, anything that y'all, Luke? I'll just uh, say from, from my own part, um, as I've thought about for the last few months of how I'm going to, to shape my, my talks, um, I thought um, the, the hope piece, the kind of restoration, what we look forward to piece is something that I've had to personally just wrestle with. Um, what do we put What do we put our hope in? And it's so easy as Christians to talk about our hope is in Jesus and our hope is in heaven. Um, but it's, uh, that actually, ha- as I've just been living the past few months, and I won't get into all the details of the suffering, but it's, it's really had to, like, I've really had to have that preached to me in my study and in my thinking, like, where is my hope um, in the midst of suffering? Is it, is it in something earthly? Is it in some opportunity? Or is it in some thing going the way I want it to go? Or some relief or is it actually in Jesus and just being satisfied in Jesus, being satisfied that he is writing that story um, and using it for a purpose? So that's been it's been a challenge, but also an encouragement to me to be reminded of of, of the hope I have in Jesus and that it's not a mistake that the suffering is happening. It's he's doing something. He's producing something in me. So, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I know. I figured I'm going to do a few of these this summer, and so I'm probably going to to share a little bit more. Um, I guess, yeah, I am, yeah. So I think um, maybe one thing that, that's just kind of coming to mind uh, is, you know, as I'm talking about friendships, uh, thinking also of isolation and just the loneliness epidemic in our culture and talking about mm-hmm. some of that and people feeling um you know, isolated and alone and, and reporting. I mean, there were some charts we looked at that just showed decline in friendship and, um, and really me realizing, and I said this strongly, I said loneliness is satanic because one of the clear promises of scripture is God will never leave us or forsake us. So mm-hmm. for the Christian, we can never truly be alone. And to feel loneliness is something that is so opposite of what God's trying to communicate. And it's not saying that in a shame, you know, pointing it on the person for feeling that way. It's just noticing it's an attack from the evil one and it's not true and trying to speak truth back to that. And that's something I think the Lord just kind of maybe revealed that to me in a stronger way than what I had thought about it before. So that's just, that's one thing that kind of stuck out to me. I think that for me, I mean, with evangelism is just thinking and studying and talking through our the talk with my own 
my 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 group, my room or whatever that I was in. Um, is that there's this huge correlation between the depth and richness of my relationship with Jesus um, and how intentional I am with evangelism and um, and just how rich that is when I'm when I was studying and looking through what Jesus said uh, when he's referring to his dad and um, it's just so gripping to me that I was like man he just didn't do anything apart from his dad like he just never did he never he just trusted him depended on him you know and it's like Robert Rowe when he does YLT mm -hmm. like he talks, and he's really the one that really was the first little geyser of that in my life, exposing how dependent Jesus was on his father. Um, and looking at it, the scripture through that paradigm as it pertains to evangelism really gripped me. And it was like, and I asked the kids, you know, if you're not sharing your faith very often, um, what's your relationship with Jesus like? And that it was pretty unanimous. It's not that good. Um, and then from that, you could springboard into, you know, do you struggle to know what your purpose is on this earth? If you struggle to know what your purpose is and you're a Christian, go share the gospel with someone and discover your purpose, uh, discover meaning. And after you share the guy, I mean, y'all know how it is when you share the gospel with somebody, you go home and you're like, oh my goodness. Like I was, I have purpose. Mm -hmm. I have value. I, there, there's a divine intention in saving me. And I think that really gripped me with this talk and, um, and just the study and the discussion of it. And I'm just so thankful to, to have the opportunity, the honor of being able to teach. And, but you know how it is when you're teaching things, you become the best student of it <laughs> and the, the greatest benefactor of it. And I'm just so thankful. And it really lit a fire under me to be like, we've got to be more intentional with teaching our kids how to, to do this and, and to do it, you know, um, with great humility, mm -hmm. uh, but to make it a higher priority in our ministry. And so I don't know, it was good for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just saying that, I mean, it's, <laughs> I need to hear that. Um, and I, yeah, I need to be challenged and convicted by that. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that. And just want to thank, uh, the three of you guys for serving all I am in this way to, to teach because yeah, while it's a joy, as you were just saying, Chris, we've all kind of said it, it's it's exhausting. At the same time, this is already an exhausting week, and then adding that isn't uh, isn't easy. So thank you all for, for serving ROM in that way. Thank you guys for being willing to take a break out of the craziness of this week to come on and to, to record this conversation. Luke, it's good to have you on for the first time. Um, and uh, yeah, just appreciate you guys.